let's go ahead and do a quick breakdown of our second story, and then we'll take a short break and we'll loop Taylor Bagley in for his Secure the Bag segment. So, Tyler, next story I wanted to bring your way is one on dust mask shortages. Uh, Clearly, we are seeing a broader shortage of PPE. Uh, You can see it all the way to uh, me picking up the phone and calling Home Depot and saying, yo, you got any uh, (laughs) N95s? And then being like, nah, we're donating all our N95s. It's like, okay, bye. Uh, So, clearly, um, the... A supply chain for getting per, uh, personal protective equipment to healthcare workers is still siphoning a lot from uh, consumer grade products, and uh, healthcare workers and essential workers are uh, all basically trying to find PPE and RPE, respiratory protective equipment, from the same limited pool of equipment, which is creating problems for specific industries, including the engineering and construction industry. So this is a new survey by uh, the ECA, mm-hmm. by BESA, Select, uh, SNIPEF, and the CICV Forum. They found that 60% of engineering and construction contractors are having trouble finding dust masks, specifically their FFP3 dust masks. Um, here are some quotes from a uh, story that I found on Construction Inquirer that breaks this down. 15% said their situation was impossible, and 36% said it was highly challenging. Another 44% of firms said they were having sustained difficulty in obtaining FFP2 masks for use on-site. This is a quote from ECA Director Paul Reeve. He said, quote, The inflated cost of RPE, which is respiratory protective equipment, is clearly a problem, but it's overshadowed by the difficulties being encountered across our sector to businesses who want to provide protection, but also reassurance to their employees regarding coronavirus, as well as the other more established respiratory hazards. This is from Rebecca Crossland, the BESA health and safety advisor. She said, RPE and PPE are vital for our sector to operate safely, not only to protect workers from COVID-19, but from regular hazards such as inhaling dusts, silica, and other poisonous chemicals. End quote. So we're seeing here the uh, very industry focused effects of a lack of PPE, a lack of RPE at a national scale. And uh, for an essential business or industry like construction and engineering work, which to some degree has more social distancing capabilities than your office work, because much of it is outdoors. Even that work is still suffering greatly uh, from having the right kinds of RPE and PPE that they would need even without a pandemic uh, to avoid inhaling um, particulates that could destroy their lungs. Uh, So this lack of equipment is going to be a major problem for industry, especially because so many states and really the country as a whole is looking to fast track uh, the, quote, reopening of our economy. Uh, And if that happens with this kind of infrastructure, I am very worried for what that looks like long term for these workers that are out in um, treacherous environments, even without factoring in a pandemic. What are your thoughts off the top, Tyler? Yeah, I think this is um, a continued frustration from 
um, from the overall response in the United States to, to COVID-19, be it, you know, lack of PPE, lack of support for, for workers. And then, you know, people, uh, feeling like, okay, I, I just have to get whatever means I can to protect myself. And I'm glad people want to wear masks. I think that's a really good thing. But again, this, this leaves other people in danger because of shortages in the supply chain. Right. And so I think that, um, this is just another overall frustration just with this, the, the response, the overall response in this country to COVID-19 and you're just continuing to see effects down and down and down, you know, two or three times removed from the original incident. Right. And so I think that that's, um, that's kind of where I land on this is I look at it and I just kind of get a little more frustrated at another kind of, uh, example of how the response here has been so poor and it leaves people vulnerable in so many different ways. And this is another example of that. And I also want to comment, uh, you know, a lot of this would be avoided if we enforced the Defense Production Act. Uh, The Defense Production Act basically says that uh, manufacturing resources and infrastructure here in the states would be retooled to uh, basically be a production line for whatever necessary equipment would ensure our defense. Right. During World War Two, something like this would have been uh, mobilized to uh, create military equipment at scale um, and necessary rations and bullets and uh, vehicles, all that kind of stuff, right? Clearly, we don't need to create that kind of infrastructure right now. We need a manufacturing infrastructure that is creating masks, face shields, gloves, gowns, hand sanitizer. And Though the Trump administration has invoked the act, they've avoided using it because of the association, honestly, with nationalizing private industry and the idea of government stepping in and telling business what to do uh, goes against um, a 40 year track record of uh, American you know, mythos to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's anti-American. Business has to do what business does. But when that mentality applies to a pandemic, it means ah, we're not going to make Ford or we're not going to make Tesla retool their infrastructure to help us create PPE right now. Um, that means that, you know, if we did, if our production infrastructure kicked into emergency mode to produce PPE equipment for healthcare and essential workers, I think necessary respiratory protective equipment wouldn't have to be rationed. It wouldn't be bought by uh, unsuspecting customers, right? Just regular people that also don't have access to masks that say, okay, well, I'm going to need to buy something. I guess I'll order these masks offline. And maybe those masks were typically ordered for construction professionals. And when you have millions and millions of people all with the same needs, of course, there's going to be a shortage if production is uh, impacted by COVID or is at least staying at regular levels of production, which are not suited for uh, millions and and if you want to think internationally, even billions of, of people looking for PPE and RPE. So, uh, yeah, I just think the Defense Production Act would force companies with manufacturing capabilities to help out in this situation and would assist an industry like the construction industry. But more importantly, it would just get masks to the people that need them most and would keep there from being these kinds of shortages where we need to be thinking about how do we ration the masks to give them to the people that need them most? That's an avoidable situation that we 
as of yet have not avoided. Yep, uh, I think that's uh, I think that's a correct assessment, and um, yeah, I, again, just uh, I think it's going to further keep us in this situation moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely one where, especially if you look at the cases and the numbers spiking, especially in Texas, mm. things look, things look bleak. So yeah. uh, we are, you know, trying to stay as optimistic as possible, but it would help if everyone had a medical grade mask. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B two B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries.